And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, uh, joined by none, o- none other, well, I can start, none other than the man himself, Liam Hancock. How's it going, guys? Liam here. Mate, you're looking good. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a bit scared for the punishment, but... We'll get to that we'll soon, but big that. punishment coming up. As always as well, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Rowan Hancock. Emphasis on the legend, thanks. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, this no. should be a good episode. You shouldn't fellas. have had those few drinks. <laughs> this should be a good episode. We are having a couple of beverages today for this episode, partly due to the fact um, Ro and Lee here are facing a pretty daunting punishment. Uh, they will be removing some bodily hair. Um, we look forward to doing that pretty shortly. If you guys want to see that video, it will be uploaded to our YouTube uh, at The Daily Dribble. It's um, How are you guys feeling? you nervous? I'm like it's our first one back after months, isn't it? Big layoff, and it's a it's a big punishment. So it it's safe to say I am nervous. So. Yeah, For yourself, Rowan. Look, we've gone into the B rider good night punishments. Um, we've we haven't gone into the um, shallow end of things, have we? We've no. gone straight into the ripping the hair follicles out of the body. Not looking like forward it. to it at all. I'm keen. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, before that, though, guys, we do have a big episode in store. So as the guys just alluded to, we will have B-Rider goodnight. Um, we'll do the punishment and make some picks for next week. Uh, we'll also recap some odds and ends. We'll also, we've got a couple of game reviews. We've each picked two games that have stood out to us during the week. And we'll just rip through a couple of quick reviews and uh, recap, yeah, what we yeah. thought of them. Also, we have, after a very long layoff as well, the triumphant return of Hero of the Week. Oh, I can't wait to sing the intro this week. It's going to be electric. It will be electric. So there's something to look forward to. Uh, Guys, a big thank you for all your continued support during the week. Uh, We do certainly appreciate it on all of our social media channels, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. LinkedIn. Yeah, we're on everything, aren't we? we Not on it. LinkedIn. Not, we might have to be, though. <laughs> but um, If you guys aren't following, make sure to check them all out. They can be found at The Daily Dribble, as well as thank you for the continuous five-star rate and reviews and hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Boy, oh boy, where are we? That's, <laughs> that was a mouthful. Uh, yeah, that's out of the way, fellas. So let's actually talk some bowl here. Rightio, get let's into it. Let's do some odds and ends. Um, Can I just say, this is our first full week back, and it's been a great week, hasn't it? First full week back in bowl, yeah. It's been good, hasn't it? We forgot how much there is to cover. There's a, there is a lot to keep up with. It's uh, certainly kept us on our toes. A lot of mm. early mornings, um, and yeah, late late nights, I guess, as well, processing all the... Uh... Can I just say, I went from hopping up at 11am to 830 that's unheard of. 8.30? To watch the game. Even that's late. What are you talking about? No, that's about, early mate? for me. If you're a man that hops up at 11 on the daily, then 8.30 is an early clock in. I tell you what, that's mate, significant. full-time work work is going to bite you on the ass pretty soon. It's going to scare that's you. <laughs> that, well, I'm, ta- I'm taking my time. Like, I'm I'm living it up right now. Live it up, man. Live it <laughs> up. Enjoy well. it. Taking advantage of it. No, without a doubt. Good. I wish it was me. But odds and ends, you kick us off. Yeah, I will. Uh, we'll start with a couple of pieces of, I guess, news on the kind of more dour tone. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic, he suffered a torn ACL in their game versus the Kings earlier in the week. Uh, this was the knee that Isaac has had trouble with in the past. and was He was only just starting get, getting back to match mm. fitness. Um, yeah, so a big blow there for the Magic, and it's such a shame for a young guy who's got so much potential. Yeah. He was starting to put it all together, wasn't he? Like, obviously, he hadn't reached his potential, but he was showing glimpses of what he could do in the future. And, you know, to have a 12-month injury like an ACL injury, it's, you know, far from ideal. Yeah. 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 And for you, Lee, like, you just agree with that sentiment? Like, it is a big blow, isn't it? Yeah, the thing I, like, I really got annoyed by the people saying, oh, 
you didn't kneel and this is what mm. you get for it. It's like just just it's it's got nothing to do with yeah. that. Just shut your mouth. I yeah. tell you what though, his jersey sales absolutely skyrocketed mm. after that kind of movement. He was up there with LeBron. He was second of, behind LeBron. Yeah, huge stuff. But again, just such a a bit of blow to him and the uh, Magic organization. Mm, well, hurts. unfortunately, there's been a, quite a few injuries over the week. We had Jamal Crawford suffering a ham hamstring injury. We had um, Ben Simmons, he's, he's out in definitely. Sorry, I thought you were just going to leave it on ham there for a minute. <laughs> exactly. the ham I really forgot that, yeah. <laughs> But Ben Simmons, he, he suffered, I think it was a lower back. Um, um, oh, no, it was, a, it was a, yeah, left, left knee cap. Um, he's that, out indefinitely. And we also had, um, was it Jaron Jackson Jr.? Mm. Yeah, that he suffered a, a torn meniscus in the left knee. That's uh, another good and injury. And that, that's a huge blow for this Grizz team that are... Um, really reliant on himself, Morant, Dylan mm. Brooks, and those young stars. Mm. Sorry, I'll just quickly for all of our listeners out there, you might hear me. I've had a, um, I think a I've got a bit cold. of a nasal infection or something of the kind at the minute. I'm you really, sound like Kermit the Frog right now. I, I'm really battling today. So for all of you guys out there, just so you know, um, yeah, I might sound a little bit off tune today, but uh, it's okay. We'll get through it. My question just, just to you guys on this on this front: Why do you think there has been like so many? Uh, well, a high amount of injuries just in the first week. Do you think they've just had a long time off? It's uh, Yeah, they have had a long time off. It's like normally before you go into a season, you've got all the, the scrimmages, mm. the summer league, all manner of kind of warming up. Yeah, um, It was a long layoff. And although I don't know if it, like a lot of these players are, Isaac has mm. had injuries before, Simmons has had injuries before. They're prone before. to it. Yeah, so I don't know if it's so much as that they weren't prepared, mm-hmm. um, just that it's just you know, reoccurring and bad luck. Yeah, yeah, agree. With that though, I guess I'll kind of fire back on a question. We had players such as well, Kelly Oubre, Davis Bertans, Bertans in particular sitting out. He's going to get paid next year, yeah. but mm-hmm. sitting out to kind of you know reduce the risk of injury and yeah. the chances of him getting hurt. Does it mm-hmm. kind of like players that are like Isaac, who were coming back from injury, should they have potentially looked at having having the bubble off? Potentially, but you know it's an individual's decision. Mm. I think Bertans thought, you know, I'm not going to risk getting a you know healthy contract um, for you know what what might not even be playoffs, and yeah. you know as it turns out, the Wizards are not going to make the playoffs this year, so it's a good decision. Mm. Um, I suppose as players, all you want to do is play, isn't you it? You do, like yeah. he, you do, but you also want to get paid, and you also want to make a healthy, um, a healthy amount of money for a good good living. So, you know, I, I can't blame Bertans for sitting out, but then also can't blame um, Jonathan Isaac for wanting yeah. to play. Hundred percent. The only thing with that with Bertans, um, he didn't go because he wanted to lower that injury risk, but. He's a free agent in this off season, isn't he? So I thought he would have maybe wanted to come along just to. He's this season. He's been phenomenal, but you'd think he'd just want to further that. I think he's going to get paid either way, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, Nick, personally think he's going to stay at the Wizards, don't you? I sure as hell hope so. But I think so. I think they're yeah. probably they're trending in the upward trajectory, yeah. um, and especially if they can keep him, that'll be a huge kind of re-signing. Mm. But uh, yeah, time will tell. Mm. Yep. Big, oh, you want to go this one, mate? Yeah, you just went my turn. Yeah, yeah you go. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Big news for the the, the Lakers. Um, we heard from Frankie Vogel that uh, Rajon Rondo will be rejoining the team in Orlando very soon. Mm, that's huge. It is huge. It'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they reintegrate him back mm, into the team. Whether yeah. he's thrust straight up into that starting lineup, or whether mm. you know he will be happy to accept a bench role. You'd think that he'd come off the bench to begin with. I think um, so. They'd have to be pretty careful with him if he was to come back this year. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's necessarily going to mind coming off the bench. You know. And where I think where Elmore is more than happy for KCP to be in that starting yeah. PG role. Absolutely. Yeah. At least I am. I love KCP. Yeah. Big on, friend of the show. On news of the Lakers, uh, this week they officially clinched the number one seed. Yeah. Uh, in the West, should I say? The last time was in 2010, mm. and Kobe led that team to a title. Mm. Is that a good omen, do you reckon, fellas? Has to be. Has to be. They're going to be... Um, well, you think so, but at the same time, they might be coming up against a team like Portland Trailblazers in the first round, which yeah. is a, <laughs> which which is, be scared which is a bit worrying, to be honest. But, 
you know, you finish first for a reason throughout the regular season, and I think um, I think they're going to go pretty deep, if not all the way this year, the Lakers. 100%. A couple um, weeks ago, we were discussing um, the, the second bubble for the teams that weren't invited to Orlando. Yep. It's been um, put out that this is this is more than likely not going to go ahead. Yeah, in fairness, it probably makes sense. Yeah. Now, the fact that it doesn't, just because there is so much risk involved, but also, like, you'd have this bubble, um, and then we're looking at the season starting restarting in December. You're also going to have pre-season camps, things like that. It's going to be pretty full-on time. So is December set in for the... Because that's only, like, two months off, which is good for fans. I don't know about the... Do you mean two months off from now? No, from oh, from the finals. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think so, but yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think it's 100% set in stone, but it mm. is looking likely. I hope so. Merry Christmas indeed. In other news, how's this one, fellas? So this gives a little bit of hope to all of us. Mm. Rapper. Oh, here we go. J. Carl, J. Money, mm. oh, has yeah. been offered a tryout with the Detroit Pistons. Have you seen him play? No. I have. He goes... All right. Is he NBA standard? Probably not. Don't know about that. <laughs> Is he Detroit Pistons standard? Probably. Probably, <laughs> I think, Probably starting. I think us guys are Detroit Pistons <laughs> standards. But, but it, it gives hope, doesn't it? All we we'll, need, we'll we just need ahead. to drop a hot album, yeah. hot little couple of singles, uh, yeah. and then you know call out a team. Go ahead, because I just want to see what else you're going to say with this. Or was uh, that all? Uh, yeah, well, not a whole lot, just the fact that it's... Um, Did you know that... Can I just say, he declined that offer. Did he? I he didn't said he that. wants to play on a West Coast team, and oh, I, you can't be picky. He said he wants to play for preferably the Lakers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Jay. And and, and this made me. Uh, can I just say I'm? I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm not the biggest J Cole fan, like music wise, and yep. this just cemented it. Like, <laughs> are you for real? This bloke yeah. who is not a basketballer is now just choosing. Like he's declining offers, yeah, and he wants a spot on the first season. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was. That's why I wanted you to go ahead. I was like, "Is he going to say this bit?" <laughs> no, declined the offer. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, um, and it just makes Detroit Pistons look like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> what a weapon! That's unbelievable. <laughs> I but can't uh, that. yeah, I tell you what, you've got to admire his confidence and mm. uh, faith in himself. Mm. But yep. he's somewhat deluded there. I would say he mm. wants that ring. Jesus, another. Okay. Another bit of fun news, um, the Rockets had the big win over the Bucks the other night and it was heard that they gave the Nets some tips on how to beat the Bucks over at the pool in Orlando. Yeah. yeah right. that, was, that was a bit of fun. And then the Nets won. And the Nets won too, mm. so yeah. Mm. I tell you what, a bit of this, don't worry about pillow talk, pool talk is exactly. the, uh, the new rage, isn't it? it? Must be. In other news, uh, Bucks, Mike Budenholzer, coach, and OKC coach Billy Donovan were crowned co-coaches of the year, as by their peers. Mm. Uh, Nick Nurse finished in third, a single vote behind. But, uh, yeah, so from all accounts, it's still anticipated that the media, the actual proper coach of the year award, will go to Nurse. So um, Yeah, so what was that? So, so this was as voted by the coaches. Oh. Okay. Um, I should have amended our Instagram post. Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I only just saw this. I thought it was... The... It was that comment on our Instagram post. That said, yeah, it wasn't mm. the real one. I was like, oh, thank Christ. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Surely Nursey wins that still one. Still, it kind of shocked me, the fact that Budenholzer got picked. Yeah. Um, in fairness, number one seed in the league, mm. but they didn't... Like, it wasn't that different from last year, whereas nah. yeah. Billy Donovan, you know, a team we thought were going to be right at the bottom of the West, up there contending for a home, home court yeah. advantage. Yeah, yeah. definitely um, deserves Nick Nurse that as well. So... Yeah, there's that. Yeah, but we still anticipate Nurse will get the uh, top top award. Look, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I do. But if Billy Donovan um, yeah. ended up winning that award, I'd be more than happy with yeah. that. I was expecting yeah, the Thunder to be, you know, bottom three overall in the West. So, yeah. On okay, so a bit of a blow to them. Dennis Schroeder has now left the bubble mm-hmm. um, for the birth of his child. Yeah, a huge blow for them. Uh, like stats show that when they've got that three guard lineup, uh, Paul, Gilgis Alexander, and Schroeder, they are their Electric. plus minus is yeah. through the roof. As soon as you take one or two of them out mm. with a single guard, mm. they're well below average. So, so both Schroeders are coming out of the bubble. 
I don't get it. Yeah, what? Come again? Come again? Move on. No, you need to. Now you need to address it. What do you mean? One try. <laughs> it no, doesn't matter. No, doesn't, I'm not. We're not, not pausing. It's go. not worth an explanation. The moment's passed. Okay. One's your, coming out. Your of laugh rate has declined pretty sharply there, right? I didn't even smile. I was no, just I was lost. Uh, it's okay. I'm working with a bunch of robots. Oh, fun. Can I? <laughs> Can I just say, there's no, um, <laughs> there's obviously no date on when Schroeder will come back, yeah. but there is a possibility. Like, will he come back? Or? Uh, you would think so, yeah. but again, yeah, no date yet. And I don't have this in my notes, but also Montrez Harrell, he's been out for, he, he hasn't played a, a, a game yet. Um, unfortunately, his nan, um, who was supposedly a mother mother figure to him, passed away. Um, but he should be joining the team in Orlando um, reasonably soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need him back as soon as possible, don't they? Uh, last piece of news from myself. Uh, the NBA Board of Governors have will contribute $300 million, $30 million a year over 10 years, to establish a first-ever NBA foundation dedicated to creating greater economic empowerment in the black community. Uh, this in partnership with the... Uh, NBA Players Association. Mm-hmm. So, thirty million over ten years—that is huge, mm. a huge. And again, it's like what we were saying with Kyrie Irving the other week. Yeah. Um, with his contributions to the women' game, mm. it's one thing to talk about doing something, but another to actually, you know, put forward your own money mm. and you know use action. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and fair play to the NBA there. The NBA. I don't know. I haven't been because I don't keep up with like the NFL or the baseball or whatever. But they're doing a phenomenal job in contributing to the Black Lives Matter movement. In terms of leading by example, the NBA is far and above the, you know, best um, professional sporting organisation, particularly in America. Yeah. Um, and as well, this bubble format has mm. worked an absolute treat. You look mm. at the MLB, um, I know the Marlins had a huge breakout the other week. I think it was it was well over 10, I think it might have been 13 or 14 players contracted the virus. Mm. Um, and they had a bit of an outbreak there, but the, the bubble format... Uh, the latest testing came back the other day with no new cases or yeah. no cases in the bubble. So, and it's it's crazy to see because out of all these, like you know, baseball and all, NBA is one of the leagues or the sports that you'd think would be most dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, confined indoors, they're yeah. confined indoors. It's fa- it's con- it's a contact sport. They're face to face. They're touching each other. Like, yeah, and they've kept it un- under control very well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you fellas have anything else there, or should we move ahead? Uh, we'll move ahead. Okay, so we've got a new little segment that we have dubbed Bubble Trouble. That's it. Bubble Trouble. So it's going to be a recap of games during the week that stood out to us. Uh, we've each picked two games of note. Yeah. And we'll just run through quickly, you know, what stood out for us, how the game went down, and, yeah, take it from there. Sounds good. Did you want... May just start? Or? Yeah, you start, Lee. Okay, let me just say, when you put the two top scoring teams together in a game against each other, you know you're in for a good game. And this was the case um, for the for the Rockets against the Bucks. In saying this, I did think the Bucks would come out on the top. And to be honest, it was shaping up that way um, in the first quarter. Uh, the the Rockets, they started the, the game slower than a three-legged dog on tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> trailing by as much as 13 in the first um, but had to get that zinger out but they managed to come back leading 62 to 54 at the half <laughs> Sorry. Um, the Bucks said no we're not having it they came back had a good third quarter they went in to the fourth leading by one point at 90 to 89 um, it looked like the Bucks had them in the fourth they were leading by eight at, at, with three minutes left and you know three minutes left Houston aren't out of it but um, it's safe to say it wasn't looking good for them, but um, good for them. They managed to turn it around. Houston had a 16-4 run in three minutes um, to take the lead over the Bucks. There were four lead changes in the final minute, which is pretty insane still. Middleton had uh, a three-point attempt to, to send it to OT, didn't make it. The score ended up being 120 to 116. Now, Jerry, me, take a breath. <laughs> Breather. Okay, let me just say, it's it's not a surprise, but the Rockets were out re- rebounded sixty five to thirty six. Somehow they still came on top. They put up 
61 threes in this game, made 21 of them. They, they tied the record for the most three-point attempts in a non-OT game. But the fact that they have the ability to find that many three-point opportunities is um, just insane. They've they've got this small bowl lineup. They've traded height for speed and two for threes, and evidently it's paying off for the Rockets. First things first, you want to say that might be one of the greatest calls you've had since this podcast was established. Coles, what do you mean? Uh, like Coles, the three-legged uh, oh, yeah. dog on the tranquilizer. Yeah, Big fan of that league. I Thanks. didn't hear anything after after that, to be honest. <laughs> bit going on, but yeah, it was an incredible game. And, uh It's such a funny situation because for me, I'm not that big a believer in the Bucks. Yeah. Mm. And for the Rockets, they're a team that can do damage. Mm. Uh, time will tell... I, I think I mentioned last week, I just think they're going to wear out. They're playing heavy minutes. The Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Come the playoffs, if they are to make a deep run, I think they will like fatigue pretty quickly. Mm. But a huge win for them and I guess a huge boost to morale. And yeah, mm. They have got, like obviously they've got James Harden and Westbrook as the main stars on their team, but their depth isn't too bad. Like They've got PJ Telco, Rob Cove, and I think it's Daniel House Jr., um, in the starting lineup, Austin Rivers, you're made off the bench, bro. Move on. Can I just say, like, we don't like Austin Rivers' personality, um, and we don't like how he's just real arrogant. But he's not a bad six man. Yeah. Like he does his job. He does what's needed. Yeah. That that's all I had to say. Really. That was a good recap. It was a good recap. I didn't watch that game, but I found out a lot about it. <laughs> There's a bit going on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, do you want me? I can yeah, go. Yeah, I reckon you do your next okay, one. Okay, I'll go for my next one. Let me say, I don't know what words come to mind when you think of the Toronto Raptors. Um, Gritty. With the exception of today, um, especially, the words that come to my mind are grit, force, and strength. And those are the exact qualities they brought on Saturday against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the whole game was pretty close up until about halfway through the third when the Raptors ran away with the game faster than Drake after hearing his baby mama's pregnancy test results. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are spitting absolute fire today. Is this mate? a row session? Or the, what? the score ended up being 107 to 92 in the Raps' favours. Um, in the Raps' favour. Um, I know everyone, including me, I'm sure including you guys as well, um, we had... Not very low, but reasonably low expectations for the Raps after losing the finals MB, MVP, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. But um, it's safe to say we've all been presently su- surprised. Pleasantly? Presently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of cold ones. Pleasantly surprised in the present. I'm just... <laughs> Is that it? That's right. Let me just, just, I'm just saying, with the exception of today, watch out for the Raptors because they've, they've got... They've got something in store for you. Okay, 100% agree with that. I reckon the Raptors are like really being kind of overlooked mm. um, by the Bucks, even Boston in the East. Mm. For the Lakers, I feel at the minute they're kind of different. They've clinched the number one seed. Yeah. You saw in their game yep. against OKC the other day. But they're even kind of before, mailing it in. Even but before that, they've, they've been playing, to be quite not frank, shooting well, have they? Terribly. Shooting no. poorly, but... And Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel, or Frank... How do you Vogel. Vogel. I, I call him Vogel. Yeah, I know you do. I've noticed that. <laughs> um, Vogel and other Lakers players have been saying they're still trying to find their rhythm, which I understand. They've had four months off, if not more, but I still see it somewhat as an excuse. Like, when's that going to stop as soon as they hit the playoffs? like As a Lakers fan, I'm not that worried at the minute. Mm. I think they'll sort it out pretty quickly in these games. Mm. Clinch the number one. There's nothing really to play for. Um, but that's certainly not to take away from the Raptors. They were so impressive and are really a team to be, uh, I think, feared. Mm. Yeah. Did we think the Raptors would make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I had them in the playoffs, but yeah. not... Not home court advantage. I think I might have had them fourth. I, I probably would have. So you still put them pretty high this year. Pretty high, yeah. but not to the level, especially given all the adversity they've faced with injuries this mm. year. The lineups and the job that Nick Nurse has done is absolutely why I think he should be coach of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They've certainly surpassed my expectations. Yeah, same. How like the veteran 
um, in Kyle Lowry. How scary is he? He's such a good defensive player. But it's such a good team because normally, say, with a Lakers, you know, or a Clippers, you're going to mm. have Kawhi or Paul George go off. Yeah. Or LeBron AD. Mm. This team, one night it can be Lowry who drops 30, has a huge game near triple-double. Yeah. Siakam can go off. Yeah. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, who's had mm. a fantastic uh, spell in the bubble, yeah. can also do the same. Yeah. They've just got and their bench depth is fantastic. Mm. They're just such a well-rounded team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd certainly be scared if I was coming up against them in the playoffs. Don't sleep on them. Mm. Absolutely. Here we go, Nick. <laughs> Bless me. Yeah, oh, I tell you what, I, I thought it was hay fever initially, but I don't know. I, I can't even talk properly at the minute, but mm. the show goes on, Ro. Yep. Okay, so I'll go now, Ro. I'll take it away. Good. Uh, my first game was the Sacramento Kings versus the Pelicans. A game in which the Kings won 140 to 125. Now, this game, I woke up at, it was about 2.30 yesterday morning. To uh, watch it. Well, I woke up unintentionally, couldn't get back to sleep, tried with all my might, and yeah, I couldn't. couldn't. I just couldn't. I saw that this game was scheduled to start at 3 o'clock Australian time, and yeah, took it upon myself to uh, do my bit for the podcast, sit up and watch it. Yeah, let's yeah. find out if it was worth it. I tell you what, I was absolutely rooted last night. I was that tired. Like that was, I went to work and I was just a zombie. Yeah, like yeah. I, that was a big shift. But was it worth? Well, I, it was well worth it. In the first quarter, there were eighty-eight points put up. Eighty-eight. points. So that's forty-two. Or what was it? It was forty-nine to thirty-nine. To whose favour? Uh, to the Kings. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at that point. Like, I was wide awake. Yeah, I was yeah. with it. Like, it was a hell of a game. Bogdanovich in mm-hmm. this game went for a career-high 35 points, 13 of 20 field goals, 6 of 9 from 3. Mm. He couldn't miss to begin the game. He went 19 points in the first quarter, Jeez. and he just set the tone. Yeah, uh, sniper. He, wa- he was incredible. Mm. Um, De'Aaron Fox as well, 30 points, 10 assists. Harrison Barnes, 22 points. On the opposite end, uh, for the Pelicans, Ingram and Zion, 24 points each, and Redick with 18. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I guess for me, the biggest takeaways from this game were just the offense. And I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, like for the Kings, they are best when they run and just go. Yeah. And holy crap, did they go. Like, They're a quick yeah. team. They are really 49 quick points in the first quarter they put up. And Can I ask a question real quick? Please. So, Darren Fox had that. I think it was a wrist injury, right? Yep. Was he more shooting or was he more of his explosive self running to the basket? More to the basket, but he did knock down a few. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I just think the the biggest difference in this game, like takeaways, was the offensive boards and second chance points. Hmm. Uh, For the Pelicans, they had five offensive rebounds, whereas for the Kings, they had 13. And just dismantled him with second chance points. Mm-hmm. Uh, push came to shove, like they they held on, they stood firm, and Bogdanovich was a huge part in this. Yeah, like his ability. Yeah, I can't quite recall who the game was. A couple of games ago, uh, in a losing game, they he was shooting absolute bricks. Mm. Since then, this game and yeah, their most recent game, he has been electric. He's turned it on. Uh, although I will say for the Pelicans, Ingram. Mm. He's very KD reminiscent. Like we've is, spoken about it before, but when he's on stride in that mid range, he's lethal. Hard to stop. Uh, knocked down a couple of big threes, a couple mm. of big mid range shots. The the mid range. A lot of people say the mid range is dead. If you're good at the mid range, it's obviously not dead because people like Brandon Ingram and DeRozan, the, DeRozan, Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard. Leonard yep. Yep, they're hitting those and they're making like it evident that it's not out of the out of the game. Huge blow though to the Pelicans. Like this was a must-win game. Yeah. Uh, like they were expected to win. Uh, yeah. Huge loss for them, but nevertheless, it was an exciting game to watch. And just, I love watching games with pace. Yeah. And this was nothing but pace. Two hundred and sixty-five points. Huge. I hate to bring it up again, but Lonzo Ball. We yeah. mentioned last week that he probably doesn't do enough on the offensive end. Once again, he, well, he had 11 assists, but he only had nine points. You know, are we? if they get to win some of these games, he needs to go 15, 20, doesn't he? What about today's game? Two points, nine assists. Really? Like, the assist oh, okay. is good, but, like, two points? 
Like, it's it's not enough. No. It is not enough. Um, it was like it was like when Rondo was on the Celtics. The the <laughs> only difference was that the Celtics were you know winning games and they had the other pieces to pull, you know, to help on the offensive end. But Lonzo Ball, like if he's not um, you know contributing on the offensive end, they're probably going to lose more games than they win because they can't leave it all up to Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday. The problem, I think, is with these Zion mount restrictions. Uh, in the third quarter, there was four and a half minutes to go. They got it back to a two-point game mm. and then just capitulated. By the end of the quarter, they were down by... What yeah. were they down by? They were down by 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Zion, I didn't watch the game, but he must have had a good one. <laughs> he scored 24 in 21. So Bless me, goodness. 21 um, minutes. So that's, yeah, he, he's an mm. absolute weapon. 10 of 12 from the field. Like uh, he, he, every minute of Zion's counts. Like, yeah. If only they had more. But uh, and can I just say this isn't on the COVID front anymore, is it? This is still this is back onto the just injury front. Them into the minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I ask you, Nick, quickly? What do you think the Kings missing? What do you think next year will elevate them into a good playoff question. spot? That playing quickly, as I keep reiterating, but the fact they weren't doing it during the season. Yeah. Uh, they struggled, but now they are back to that kind of style. They look so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, once they get Bagley back, like for Sean Holmes is a capable replacement. He's not at a great level for a contending team. Mm. But once they get Bagley yeah. back, hopefully to a quality level, um, if Fox can keep elevating his game, which he will, like mm. they have it, they have a good core there. Yeah. So I think they just need to keep like Walton needs to keep them playing quick. Yeah. Do they oh. give? Do they need to give Buddy Hield more minutes? I'm looking right now. He's played ten minutes. He's one of the best three point shooters in the league. Even though he didn't shoot that well in this game, does he need to get a starting spot, or does he just need to be traded to a different? He team? needs a sea change, I reckon. Yeah. I don't think he traded. fits with this team, yeah. uh, which is a shame for him. Mm. But yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think it's a shame for him if he gets on a team where he can start. Yeah, he's a waste. Where of would talent. that be? Like a. Detroit. Know. He's got potential though. That's all I'm saying. But but just give us your next game. What was your next one? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, next game was the 76ers against the Spurs. Okay. A yeah. game in which the 76ers won 132 to 130. Yeah. In this game, the stars were Demar Derozan with 30 points, five rebounds, four assists. Rudy Gay with 24 points, and for the 76ers, Joel Embiid had 27, nine and five. And Tobias Harris, 25, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the majority of this game, especially in the third, the 76ers were really in control, although they nearly blew it down the stretch. Yeah. Um, Spurs went up by a few, and yeah, kind of had the uh, had the 76ers like the uh, the uh, troops in Gallipoli, pegged back against the... Uh, back against the wall there. Back against the wall, yeah. But yep. uh, yeah, they came through in the clutch. It was... Uh, Derek White had a chance to put the Spurs up by three at the free throw line. He missed the first, yeah. made it a two-point game, which allowed the man himself, Shake and Bake, mm. Shake Milton, mm. to hit a monster three with seven seconds to go to clinch the game. Yeah. My takeaways from this were it was phenomenal for a young guy, Shake Milton, uh, to have this kind of redemption comeback game after being mm. kind of berated by Joel Embiid recently. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge for his, I guess, career and just from a level of maturity, being able to just kind of stick with it and show that level of composure. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs, though, they look so much better without LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. I think Rudy Gay is a nice piece on the bench. And when they're kind of, I think, when DeMar's that focal point, he looks he looks really good. Mm. And he's been kind of thriving in that role. Yeah. Um, Jontae Murray's looked good. Derek White has been phenomenal so far. Um, I can see you played zero minutes. Marco Bellinelli. <laughs> uh, Bellinelli. I am not Bellinelli, mate. Come on. But, yeah, they look better without Aldridge, which I think, if possible, they should look to offload him. Yeah. Um, but for the 76ers, they got a win in this one, as clutch as it was, but I think they're in serious trouble not just from this game, but now the fact that they're without Ben Simmons. Yeah, I yep. certainly would not be surprised if they got bumped in the first round. Like who are the, who are they? Would they be up They'll against? Probably right come, now? come uh, up against the Celtics, wouldn't they? So at this stage, in the current standings, they sit sixth, 
uh, they would be facing the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and that'd be a pretty quick, quick we, ending. Well, without the Celtics, they are in serious strife. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. who stands up in Ben Simmons' absence? We mentioned his injury before. Who's the guy who stands up both offensively and defensively? Tobias Harris has to. For the amount of money, he had 23 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists in their win over the Magic today. Yeah. But he's got to do that consistently, mm-hmm. as well as Josh Richardson. Uh, he was 2 of 12 from the field today yeah. against the Magic, 5 points. He's really got to lift. Yeah. And uh, I think they're the two big ones. Alf Horford mm-hmm. has struggled this year. He as well mm-hmm. needs to be better. Um but yeah, two they, of twelve from Josh Richardson is woeful. Like he needs to do better. He struggled this year. Yeah, and I mm. think if they're, you know, gonna do any kind of anything significant, he needs to be more focal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Tobias Harris, as I've said, I'm not happy with the amount of money he's on. Uh, no. He just needs to be better. Even today, he was eight of twenty-one from That's, the field. That's not good enough. Answered. Uh, but yeah, I think they're in trouble. It's a good game. Roll right. into your game. Perfect. Um, my game, first game that I was looking at was the Suns versus the Clippers. Um, in this game, the Suns actually came up on top, 117 to 115. It was a big game because this was a game to keep the Suns' playoffs aspirations alive. Um, you know, at this stage of the season, they need to win every single game that they possibly can to at least force a playing tournament against, at this stage, it seems like it's going to be the Grizzlies. Um on the other side of things, though, the Clippers, they were trying to hold on to their second seed spot. They've got a few teams coming up on them, um, such as the Denver Nuggets, who are just behind them at the moment. Um, but it was a game of two playing styles. The Suns seemed to be knocking down almost every three-pointer that they were putting up, which is crazy to see. How many? They were 17 from 32, so they were 53% from the arc. Um, whereas the Clippers were staying in it by getting to the line. I think in the end they were uh, 23 of 27 from the three-point line. So, uh, free throw line. Free throw line, <laughs> three-point <laughs> line, whatever. <laughs> um, so this game, it was on the Suns' terms for the majority of the game. Um, they looked like a team who were, probably had more at stake um, than the Clippers. If the Clippers fell a spot, who cares? They're going to be finishing second, third or fourth at their absolute least. But the Suns, they've got everything to play for. They've got a playing spot and they were certainly playing like it. It was a game where Devin Booker was at his absolute best. He put up 35 points, four rebounds, eight assists. He seemed to be almost willing them over a team who we think will go very deep in the playoffs. And also, if the Suns are to make playoffs, their other key contributors must you know, play well every single game. In this game, we had DeAndre Ayton with 19.7 rebounds, four assists. And also Ricky Rubio put up 18 points, which is good for him because he's usually... More a bit... facilitator, isn't he? He is, he is. Um, and even though, you know, both the superstars for um, the Clippers um, in Kawhi and PG played pretty well. PG um, struggled 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists but he only went 6 of 17 from the field. He struggled but you know, he, he still sinks, he still sinks enough I guess. Free throw is good, 10 yeah. of 10. Can, can yeah. I ask a question here? Was this game more of a case of the Suns playing extremely good or the, the Clippers just playing a little bit bad? I think the Suns played pretty well and I think as I said it was Devin Booker who put them over the line in the end, um, it came down to a game-winning shot um, for Devin Booker um, with just a few seconds left. Um, he chucked it up, and as the buzzer went, down it went. Um, it would have been an end one had they have... It should have been an end one. It should have been an end one. I reckon um, it would have been had they have, he have missed the shot, I reckon they would have called it. It would have yeah. been too late. It should have been a foul nonetheless as soon as he got hit on the arm. Yeah. I think in the end it should have gone to overtime really though because we had Zubac who got the offensive rebound and there was probably only you know 10 seconds, 15 seconds left. Got the offensive, uh, got the defensive rebound, sorry, and straight away sort of just blazed away and passed and got intercepted. And that's Bridges when Bridges just took it away. And then Devin Booker got a hold of it, and the rest was history. Um, I like that. Sorry, I like the point you make, Ro. The fact you said it was like a team who wanted it versus a team who, yeah, didn't yeah, really didn't, mean much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a great yeah. kind of way to look at this game. Yep, yep. And the Suns have been outstanding in the 
in a bubble, haven't they? They've they've been a team who we thought would be just making up the numbers, but mm. at the moment they're sort of definitely contending for that playing spot. They are. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're the only team in the West that have won. Of oh, uh, they've won four. Only team in the league. Only team in. The, are you sure? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah. Four four and zero are they? Four and zero. Like yeah. I don't. I personally don't think they'll get. They might get that ninth spot. I don't think they'll get the eighth spot. But they're definitely showing what's in what's in store for next year. Mm, absolutely. Um. So moving on to the second game that I looked at, it was the Trailblazers against the Denver Nuggets. It was huge. In the end, the Trailblazers got over the top 125 to 115. And once again, it was the same story um, as the last game that we recapped, which was the Trailblazers are a team who are vying for that last playing spot. And the Nuggets have already got that third spot pretty much sealed. They might fall to fourth, but who cares? Um, But the Blazers, once again, such as the Suns did in the last game, were playing like they you know, needed needed that win to keep their season alive, which they did. Um, they had the game on their terms for the majority of the game, but um, as good teams do, the Nuggets came back pretty hard in that fourth quarter, and um, I think they evened it up, or they m- may have even got up a, a point or two late in that last quarter, but it was the, um, the Trailblazers' big contributors and the key players for them who hit the big shots when they needed to to secure the win. We had Dame with 45 points, 12 assists, just an unreal game from him. And he Very just, high in three points with 11 as well for him. He's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's unreal from Dame. 61%. <laughs> it's nuts. It is nuts. It sounds crazy when you read it out. Um, but even players like Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. had 27 points. Massive contributor in that game. How good's he been in the bubble, though? He's been in phenomenal. He's, he's His gone, stocks have just risen gone exponentially. Yeah, mm. for sure. Nurkic, um, we knew he was going to be a big, a big, um, you know, contributor when he returned. He had twenty-two, seven, and four, so he did his part. Um, and he also had, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he had a massive post-rising dunk against Bol Bol. Against Bol Bol, oh. yeah. Not many men do that. <laughs> that was that was unreal. Um, from the Nuggets side of things, I guess, from a box score perspective, Porter Jr. had 27 and 12. He's been unreal in the bubble. He's gone to another level for sure. Just quickly, I saw something, a question. Will he be an all-star in the next two years? Yes or no, do you reckon? Who, Michael Porter? Yep. Porter Jr. Um, mm. uh, and the way he's going, I'm going to say yes. I think I'd love if him he's to. given the opportunity to start, yeah. um, I think he is going to do serious damage in the league. Yep, yep. I, I, yeah, I, go. I'm going to say no at this point, but that's only because I haven't seen enough of yeah. his yeah. consistent... That's what I'm saying. I, I need more information. This year he's averaged 8.9 points, and he's been going crazy in the bubble, hasn't he? But it's you can't really... Get a grip of things from yep. with with eight games left. I tell you what, Nick. Though, if he con- continues his box score like he has in the um, bubble, he's going to be a shoe in. Just he? looks so comfortable, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. he slotted into that starting small forward role so well. Like his ability to rebound as well. He picked up twelve the other day, um, two steals, one block to go with it. Yeah, and just his ability from all aspects of the game. He went four or seven from three, mm. ten of eighteen from the field. He just looks like such a complete player. Yeah, he does. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing a lot more of him. What I've taken away is that Hassan Whiteside, he can't be at the Portland Trailblazers anymore. He's got, you know, he's notorious for, you know, not trying. I don't know the word. Like, he's notorious for just being a bit slack, Mm -hmm. um, especially at the heat. But, like, he played 12 minutes and got two points. Like, and I don't, I, I can't really blame him because... He's such a high potential player, and he needs to be in that one spot. I'd say, or at that, he needs to be starting. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to be traded and be starting, and that's where you get his full potential. I'm with you, but I also think for the Trailblazers, it's wicked that they can have 48 minutes of quality centre. Whether you've got Nurkic, Collins, or yeah. Whiteside, like yeah. it's huge that you can get 48 quality minutes. Mm. But I, I likewise agree that. We keep saying the Celtics. Yeah, we but, do. Uh, yeah, I think a move is on the cards. Just quickly before we wrap yeah. this up, um, yeah. from a Trailblazers perspective, it's crazy that they've beaten the third seed Denver Nuggets. I know Dame Lillard and Nurkic stepped up, but CJ McCollum only had 13 points. Carmelo Anthony only had seven points. 
you know, they're still, and as, as Lee mentioned, Hassan Whiteside only chucked up two, two points. They've still got so much upside, and they've got so many players who can contribute on a, um, on a nightly basis. So it, It's the things away from the box score as well, like yep. the defensive mm, the plays. The one Yeah, exactly. So mm. don't, don't, don't count them out. Yep, all right. Fellas, great work there. there. We'll wrap that up there. Ends the first instalment of Bubble Trouble. Uh, yeah, love those games. It's a big week of basketball. Bloody go. Let's move ahead. Okie dokie. So let's move ahead to Hero of the Week. Fellas, uh, well, I guess for any of our new listeners, we have a lot, and it has been a while since our last episode. Hero of the Week is a segment in which we pick. It can be a team. It can be a franchise. It can be whatever we like, but something that's really, I guess, gone above and beyond this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory so, yeah, and straightforward, but we've certainly missed it, and we've missed the intro music. Here we let's go. Sing it. Let's cue it. Three, Three two, one. one. Go. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Hiding away on a wing and a breath. Who could it be? What a treat for all of our new listeners, fellas. How good what, was that? What a tune. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm up and about now for Hero of the Week. Go, just go. Let's Let him just out. do it. We'll do it real quick because we have touched on my Hero of the Week a bit. Yeah. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. A team, the only undefeated team still in the bubble. They've gone four and zero so far. Uh, they've had wins against the Mavs and Clippers and Pacers this week. So, that three playoff teams, huge performances. They haven't been easy wins, none, to say yeah. the least. No. Yeah. And their offense has been potent. In the Mavs and Clippers games, they put up 117 points in both games and 114 versus the Pacers. Booker has been fantastic, as you touched on, Row 20 points, 10 assists versus the Pacers most recently. Mm. They had seven players. They had 10 or more points yesterday. So the load's been shared around, which is nice. Mm, and it's vital for Booker not to have the weight of the world on his shoulders. Uh, they're currently in 10th, but have played themselves, in, I guess, into a small sniff at a playoff berth. They've got games coming up against the Heat, OKC, the 76ers, and the Mavs once again. So it's a tough schedule. They've probably got to win three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they've got a red-hot chance. Confidence would be riding high. And some of these teams, have, they're kind of stuck in their position, yeah, so they're probably yeah. going to rest players. Yeah. So I, I give them a small sniff. Very, very quick hypothetical here. If the Suns came up against the Memphis Grizzlies in the plane, who wins that plane mm. and who gets that eighth spot? Suns do. I say the Suns. Based They've got to win form. two. Yeah. But I say... Uh, Not that I think that will be the thing, but... Yeah, hypothetically. I just yeah. love that everybody had written them off and they've actually looked like a good team. I think next year... Everybody, including us, we didn't bloody mention them. No. With this no. kind of nucleus of Rubio, Aiton, Booker, uh, I think Cam Johnson's been fantastic. They, they look like a formidable team, so mm. hence they get my Hero of the Week. Here we go. We'll go for mine. So <gasps> mine is the... Got the there sneezes. we go. Mine's the guy who isn't single-handedly leading his team, but he's nonetheless leading his team towards that playoff eight spot, which is Dame Lillard for the Trailblazers. Mm. Yep. He's been giving a fantastic performance for those guys. He's going to get them out of that ninth spot, which they're currently in, and they're going to they're gonna push to that eighth spot um, mm. by the time the regular season is over. Um, they've won three out of four games. The, the game they lost was to the Celtics, but Dame alone, the way he was guarding Jason Tatum in that game, and his defense was, was some of the best defense I've seen from Dame. He, um, since he's been in the bubble, he's averaged, averaged a tick under 30 points. He's averaged five rebounds and a massive 11 assists mm, with his huge. with his big game this week being against the Denver Nuggets where he got 45 points, four rebounds, 12 assists, and might I add three steals, which plays a part. Huge game. Huge massive. stuff. He's looked like an MVP. Yeah. Um, mm. And I didn't expect anything less He's looked like a 2K cover him, athlete. Which he, he has, is, yeah. He has. Yep, great yeah. hero of the week. Great Good hero pick. of the week. Yeah, we'll great go to Row just to rattle him off. My hero of the week. Um, we couldn't go through this segment without mentioning um, TJ Warren from the Indiana yep. Pacers. Who is this guy? And why? <laughs> how is a he bloke, guy? a bloke who went for cash considerations? Went for cash considerations. Currently, well, across the three games this week, he's averaged 34 points. That's included a 53 point game. 
which got Nick over the line in the um, B-Rider goodnight segment. Yes, um, also 34 points and 16 points across the other two. Um, he's been huge. Wins against Philly and the Wizards. Wizards, I guess you probably mark that down, but Philly could have gone either way. Um, he's just standing up as you know a really unlikely contributor, particularly with um, Sabonis out. Um, you know, someone else needed to stand up on that Indiana Pacers squad, and um, he's well and truly done that. Mm. I don't know where he's come from, but you know, our Indiana fans are you know really keen for you know what he can provide going forward. Uh, question: Is okay. it sustainable? I, I, oh, yeah, you know, because Sabonis is out, you're wondering if he's mm. going to do this long term. But I think he's showing glimpses, so I, th- I th- I'll say yes. I'll and, say yes. And let me just say, I don't know if it's a revenge story or just a statement to prove himself. But whatever motivation it takes, he's obviously using it, and he's coming off better because of it. So shout just out quickly, to TJ. You know what I'm praying for? Yeah. A matchup in the playoffs: Heat versus Pacers. The beef he had with Jimmy yeah. Butler is one yes. of the most fascinating kind oh, of storylines. Forgot about that. Yeah. Imagine that for seven games, six, five, six, seven games. And, and when Butler and TJ were like beefing, TJ wasn't all that, was he? No. And, no. and this Jimmy time said he nobody. wasn't in his level, but yeah. now TJ surpassed his level. He's, He's yeah. goddamn God, bubble MVP. Yeah. So yeah. good one. Great picks here on the weeks. We'll recap myself, the Phoenix Suns. I had Dame Lillard, and I had TJ Warren. Huge, I guess, massive hero of the weeks who are well warranted. Mm. Fellas, the moment of truth has come. Hero of the week. I oh, know. <laughs> come on, I'm so excited. I wanted to do hero of the week again. Believe it or not, boys. <laughs> Be right or good night, should I say? I am. Uh, kick him walking off. Walking on cloud nine. Let's just start him. Be right or good night. What we'll do, we'll quickly recap our picks. Jeez. We're then going to pause the podcast and transition to recording our punishment. Which you can uh, catch on YouTube. Catch on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, go check out the Daily Dribble channel. And it will be uploaded uh, by maybe tomorrow or Monday, Ro? Yeah, about that. We have yeah. a lot of new listeners, so make sure you catch us there. You can see our faces. Face reveal, if you might. You Absolutely. Might add, Put but... a couple of faces to the names. Yeah. Um, this week, though, our punishment. The fellas here are going to be doing some waxing. But we'll yeah quickly rip through our predictions for last week. So I'll yeah. kick us off. Oh, no, will you? Go ahead. You go then. No, no, no. No, you go. go. No, I'll, fu- I'll bloody go. You go then. I oh, polled right. George and Kawhi Leonard <laughs> to average 54.5 points, which they didn't. And to be honest, I didn't expect they would. But, you know, be right a good night. We go above expectations and we, mm. we, further, we further the odds. So I'm getting waxed this week, boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other loser in this situation is myself. Um, I had Clippers to win the three games this week. Um, they come up against the Pelicans, Suns, and Mavs. I thought that the Mavs would be the only danger game. They ended up getting over themselves and Pelicans, but it was the Suns who were the hot team in the um, and the buzzer bubble. beater from D Book. D Book, yes, who sir. got them over the line. So I'll be a tiny bit smoother after this episode. And for myself, I had a player needing fifty points between the Sunday and Friday. Uh, from the unlikeliest of sources, as we just touched on, TJ Warren put up fifty-three versus the Seventy Sixers. He went 20 of 29 from the field, 9 of 12 from 3, and 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Just quickly, I love the fact a lot of players that score 50, you see Harden, Mm. normally contains 15 to 20 free throws. Mm. Warren just did it purely on... He had four free throws. Warren did it on three-point shooting. (laughs) 9 of 13, 9 of 12, should I say, 75%. And 20 of 29 from the field, so... And, and might I add, he... Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the only player that... Only player this week. It. No, he was the only player that surpassed 50 points this week, wasn't he? He yeah. was, yeah. so... Okay, good for huge. you. TJ, well done, mate. Uh, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to pause the podcast here. We will resume in a moment with uh, how the fellas are feeling. But as we said, make sure to check out the video on YouTube. It'll be on the Daily Dribble channel in the next day or two. All right, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Okay, so we're back. Uh, Ro and Lee have just had their hair follicles extracted via wax. Uh, fellas, how do we feel? Uh, we feel about 10 pounds lighter after all that hair comes off. <laughs> Bloody hairy back grizi- gorilla, are you? Godzilla. <laughs> gorilla. Godzilla. Uh, silverback it's gorilla. Godzilla. <laughs> that, that was a good one, though. It hurt. It was a good, it was a good one back. to welcome us back. Welcome yeah. back to Be Right or Good Night. Fellas, 
Uh, oh, sorry, guys. Should I say, make sure to check out the video on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Let's get set. Let's get set for next week. We'll look ahead. Yeah. Let's give some predictions for uh, next week. Okay. Can I just say, definitely check out the YouTube channel because, like, I know for me, I love putting a name to the voice or the face. So, mm. if you want to know, you say what... a face to the voice. Yeah, vice versa, either way. But just, just check him out. Subscribe as well. Like, I don't want to be like one of those guys that like subscribe and like, but like, we we post some funny stuff on there. We don't want to do it for no try, reason. Who's trying to take the wax strip off the uh, the desk and okay. you've taken half the desk okay. with Who, you? Who's going for? <laughs> I did it first last first. week. Yeah. Okay, so offense has been all the rage this week. There yes. has been some ridiculous scores put up. This week, though, I predict between Sunday and Friday, a team scores under 88 points. Any team. Under 88. I'm too groogy to think about how many points is 80. Under 88. Hold on. Leave it with me. I'm just So, 88 points. A lot of teams have been putting up 110s, 120s, mm. even surpassing that. Uh, I was thinking 90, but I thought, uh, we'll go a little bit lower. I think 88. In a, in a full game. Yeah. Game. The only thing I like, uh, it's a it's a pretty good B rider good night. But the only thing I don't like about this one and last week's one is it's subject to all the teams over the whole week. Like it's yeah. so broad, you know. Yep. Nick, I'm gonna accept it. Um, the lowest score that I can see over the last week has been 86. The rest of them have been, you know, the majority of them have been over 100. And so. that was a bit of an anomaly. That was, was that the that was the, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. only thing is the Lakers have clinched that first spot and other teams will be clenching the second and all like uh, but if you have a quick uh, look at the rest I, of the I think scores, other teams will be laxing off a bit on defense if they don't need to worry about winning like it'll be pretty why won't they need to worry about winning if like if they've wrapped the... up their seedings other teams yeah i don't know i'd say how many have you said 86 88 i'll go 86 86 or lower, Nick? I'll call you a line 80, bowler, 87 80, okay but 87 we'll split the diff 87 sounds yeah. good so i've got a team to score 87 or under this yep. week. Good Lock one. it in. Let's go, Lee. Your turn, mate. I have the magic um, in Luka Doncic to have a 40-point triple-double this week. Lock that in. Hold on, what is it? I 40, thought you were talking about the Orlando Magic. So. No, nah, uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka Magic. He, yeah, Luka yeah. Magic. To have a 40-point triple-double. He, he has... He has th- I know he has three games against the Bucks, the Jazz, and Portland, and it says the Suns, but it's to be determined the time. So I'm happy with that. So it's four th- games. That's the only thing that like it's a big feat to have. And but especially like, given you've just faced a punishment, like I don't want to go ridiculously yeah. stupid, and that's that's a that's a big shout. Yeah, a forty point triple double. Yeah, mate, I reckon I'll be seeing you next week. Uh, well, so. we're, we're in here not just making predictions, but making bold predictions. That yeah, that's what we're true. about, Lee. We you're, want to lose. You're the real deal, bro. Yeah. Ro, yeah. you're up, mate. Okay. My one was, and you know what? I've got it down here um, regarding Luca to average 30 over the next four games, but I'm going to change it because I don't want two of our B Rider Goodnight predictions to be regarding Luca. Yeah, good one. Because, yeah, yep. I'm going to change it up. Dame Willard, he's been going off o- over the last, you know week or so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have him... I haven't actually checked who he's playing, but I reckon over the next few games, um, he's going to average 32. You've got the Clippers tomorrow. Dallas. The only thing with this is... He's averaged 30 this week, and he is still in the ninth. He's going to need to push for that eighth spot. Yeah. 32, though. 32. He If he has even one 20, what low 20 ha- game. What if he has a... He won't have a 20. He had a 45 I, the other day. I think you have I know, f- but he had a 21 point the other day. I, I think you have a 50 point this week, to but be he honest. But he could, but he could also have a 20 point game. So, wait, what did you say? Average 32. Would you I was originally going to go 30, so... I'd yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd finish with 33. Look, we're all about we're all about appeasing each other's um, renegotiations. So let's lock in Dame Willard to average thirty three over the next week. Guys, huge stuff there. We'll quickly recap. Be right a good night. Our picks for next week. So for myself, I have any team to score eighty seven or mm-hmm. under. I have um, Luka Doncic to have a forty point triple double within the next four games this week. Jesus. And I had Damian Lillard to average 33. Nick, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Whoa, I just had... I was checking my notes and I accidentally hit play on a song there. Was... You thought it was Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. 
Yeah. Go, Ro, go, Good Ro. One. We need a cut him short. Okay. Um, yeah, and Dame Lillard to score 30, or to average 33 over the next week. Guys, huge stuff there. I feel like I'll be seeing you le- next week, Lee. Uh, Ro, time will tell, but... Guys, well done on facing your punishment today. Thank you. Uh, that concludes another huge episode of the Daily Dribble. God, I'm just looking at some bare skin here from you fellas. It's good. <laughs> I'd say this is one of the best ones we've we've um, recorded in a while. I enjoyed that punishment. I'm so glad I wasn't on the end of it. Mm, rightly so. But uh, guys, as we begin to wrap up, make sure to check us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube especially this week, Twitter and TikTok, all can be found at the Daily Dribble, as well as continuing to drop those sweet, sweet five-star rate and reviews. They certainly do help us and in terms of rankings, making sure other people are exposed to the podcast, so keep that up. And we look forward to coming at you next week. We should... Uh, We'll give a bit of clarity about the playoff picture. We should have some uh, kind of match-up set. So, mm. yeah, that should be exciting. This time next week, we'll be back into the full swing of things well and truly, for yeah. sure. Without a doubt. Do you fellas have any parting words? It's all from me. Um, I'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, later. yeah, radio guys. See ya. See you later, you couple of bloody naked mole rats. <laughs> guys, <laughs> don't go our fans that. <laughs> no, you, you idiot. But, guys, take it easy. Look after one another, and we will talk to you soon. Later, boys. Love Thank you. Guys. Bye. Thank you.